Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis, and thank you for stopping by. This morning, I went to a community meeting. This is the first community meeting I had been to. Shame on me, but I'm glad I did go by. It was an interesting uh, adventure, and I did take footage. Um, I got out of the meeting too late to put it together for a show for today, so that'll be next week and with that let's let make things begin so today I want to talk about uh, net neutrality um, a lot of people well some people have expressed concerns that they don't understand net neutrality and what it means to them so I'm just going to take a few moments to talk a little bit about net neutrality I've been in, in technology for I want to say 30 years probably about 30 years maybe 20 25 something like that um, I think the first time I dealt with it was in college my first year 76 77 76 and uh, my first experience was working with the old punch cards I had to create a program I had to take a, a COBOL class and I created a program and it used the old punch cards and you punch out what you wanted to uh, punch out instructions um, and then you'd run it through and then the computer would execute your program and I created a game but uh, then after that I did some other things but then got back into it and I think since 87 I have worked consistently or 85 85 I've worked that has been the source of income for me so uh, the first thing I want to do is um, talk a little bit about how the internet came about and then we'll address some of the um, things uh, associated with net neutrality on October the 4th in 1957, the Soviet Union launched the world's first man-made satellite into orbit, and it was called the Sputnik. It was a beach ball-sized satellite with four antennae that sent out a radio signal that even an amateur radio enthusiast could pick up. But because it was during the Cold War, that started a new political, military, technological and scientific developments in the United States. Schools started adding courses like chemistry, physics and calculus. Corporations took government grants and invested in science research and development and the federal government formed new agencies such as the National Aeronautics and Space Administration NASA and the Department of Defense Defense's Advanced Research Project, or ARPA. Uh, their goal was to design and develop space-age technologies such as rockets, weapons, and computers. The U.S. military was concerned that the Russians could knock out the phone systems, thereby eliminating communications, so they set out to solve the problem and define uh, identify a new alternative communication source if that should happen. In 1962, a scientist from MIT and ARPA, and I'm not sure if that is one and the same, how they worded it, it could be explained 
differently and I didn't have an opportunity to continue to research that but a scientist proposed a gigantic network of computers that can talk to one another the network would be able to uh, would enable the government leaders to communicate even if the Soviets destroyed the telephone system and the uh, the way the uh, computer system would do that is it was designed to if one computer goes down or if a section of computers go down it would still route internet or route network traffic so that uh, it, it other computers would still get that information so in other words if you if you knocked out part of the system the whole system wasn't crippled in 1962 a scientist or I'm sorry I went over that um, in 1969 ARPANET um, as it was called had two computers one in a research lab in UCLA and one at Stanford and the message login was attempted to be sent from one computer to the other the network crashed and only the LO was received by Stanford by the end of 1969 there were four computers connected to ARPANET and it was just uh, and it just grew from there one other mo uh, moment of note in 1991, a Swedish programmer introduced HTML or hypertext markup language, which is the foundation for building web pages. So most people who uh, design web pages know uh, HTML. Most of what you see when you go out and surf is built on HTML. And that started in 1991. The, so the, the early days of the Internet consisted of universities and research facilities and then in the 90s uh, internet service providers started showing up and they started building their networks and it would attach to this previous network uh, which is now called the backbone but um, AT&T NetZero AOL uh, all of the ISPs during that time built out uh, additional networks and then connected to that network, which is where we have the Internet now. So now it's global. Uh, in the early days, there were uh, some collaboration with uh, uh, research facilities in Europe and uh, in the UK. Um, I talk about so one of the things I wanted to point out is. The, the no one owns the internet at this particular point no one can say the internet belongs to us so uh, companies don't own the internet what they're pay, charging you for is they're charging you for access to the internet they're charging you for their when they build out their networks they have to design it to be able to carry so much data and uh, use protocols that the, the that are consistent with all network traffic in order for them to route your traffic to another computer network. So, um, a web page, and I think most people know this, can be on a computer in Russia or a computer in in. France or anywhere and as long as you're connected to that network you're able to access that web page uh, some of the basic facts about the internet 
um, here in the United States, more than 10.6 million U.S. households have no access to wired service with download speeds of at least 25 megabytes. And 25 megabytes is is the um, threshold for that the government has set for high-speed internet. An additional 46.1 million households live in areas with just one provider offering those speeds. And new analysis has found that that adds up to more than 56 million households lacking any high-speed broadband choice over wired connections. Um... 10% of all Americans, that's 34 million, lack access to 25 or more. And then of that 10% uh, or 39% in rural areas, that's 23 million people lack access to high-speed Internet. I don't, I don't know how when you got into Internet, but um, a lot of us who've been around the Internet for a while remember the old dial-up. You had to dial up with a modem and you'd connect it to your computer. I actually ran a, uh, in the early days, bulletin boards were extremely popular. Uh, what a bulletin board was is that you'd connect and you, uh, a lot of times they didn't even offer internet access. You just dial up, connect to that modem. Um, you could read messages. It was like a, a blog. You could read messages and post a post and then you the next time you log in you'd see a reply to your post and you'd have an opportunity to interact um so i i even ran a bulletin board for a while uh and then um internet access started becoming much more popular and bulletin boards started to fall out of favor because there were so many other things to do um 66% of Americans living in US territories or 2.6 million people lack high speed internet internet access that's 25 megabytes or greater and Americans living in rural and urban areas adopt broadband at similar rates I skipped over a point 98% of those living in rural territory areas or 1.1 million people lack access completely uh, Americans living in rural and urban areas adopt broadband at similar rates adopt high-speed broadband at similar rates that's 20% 28% in rural areas and 30% in urban areas where they have access to high-speed internet. So <clears throat> the internet, every, it, I, I don't even have to explain how important the internet has become. It's an opportunity to do your banking, um, information, uh, track down, where you had to go to the library before or where the information wasn't available or you had to make a phone call uh, a lot of times that information is available online and uh, it's really easy to get to and because of broadband um, whereas before you had to connect to the internet most people are connected 24 hours a day so you just sit down at your computer and start surfing. You don't have to do anything to connect. You don't have to put in any particular password other than your password for your operating system. But uh, before you used to have to have a 
uh, an internet account and you'd logged in with a user ID and password um, so now we're at the point where adoption of high-speed internet is becoming more widespread as something becomes more popular people look for ways to make money a lot of times um, businesses are started on the internet and case in point altitude adjustment is a podcast it is I am uh, a business I am attempting to uh, use this to uh, make money actually I want to um, build something more than just making money I want to build something I want to be able to hire people to to work to give them an opportunity to fulfill their dreams um, so so people so as the as the internet grows the opportunity to um, be successful and make money becomes greater so the concern with net neutrality is internet service providers those who built those networks control the traffic that goes over their networks and by controlling that traffic they can block my podcast or they could slow down my podcast to the point of where it becomes unpleasurable to try to watch it and that is the concern with net neutrality it is the people who are fighting for net neutrality want to ensure not that that uh, internet service providers are doing that yet but the potential for them selecting winners and losers across the internet is great now I ran across this commercial it's actually a Burger King commercial which I thought was was really good actually um and it and it in a kind of in a simplistic way showed um what net neutrality was so I'm going to play that for you and then I'll be right back it was With net neutrality, you know, some people, for what it's worth, just, you know? I don't know exactly, but it is. Got a number one? Hey, how you doing? Do you know what number 98, what's going on with it? Number 98, uh, you got the Whopper? Yeah. So you got the slow access Whopper pass? Wait, what? It's on, the, it's on the menu right there with the fast, medium, and slow. Slow MBPS, fast MBPS, or hyper-fast MBPS. MBPS, of course, standing for making burgers per second. So if we want a Whopper now, we have to pay $26? Well, that's, that's how you get it fast. That's the highest priority. This is like a lane system? Maybe like 15, yeah, fast lane, slow lane. So like maybe like 15, 20 minutes. What are you talking about? Burger King Corporation believes that they can sell more and make more money selling like chicken sandwiches and chicken fries, so now they're slowing down the access to the Whopper. Yeah. Were you given an option of a chicken sandwich or? Yeah, yeah, probably... I don't want a chicken sandwich, Robert. I want a Whopper. Do you have any Whoppers yes, ready that aren't? Yeah. 
the sandwich is ready. I'm just not allowed to actually get it to you. What? You can't give me the sandwich? It's ready, but you can't give it to me? Whopper neutrality was repealed. They voted on it. Whopper what? This doesn't make any sense. Fortunately, I have no other choice. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing I've ever heard of. See, like, he got the fast, and now he's getting, getting his Are you kidding me? You paid $26 for a Whopper? Yeah, he ordered it. Now he's a higher priority, so... If, Come on, guys, I got one burger, man. If you'd like, if this you... This is a bad dream right now. I just want a burger, brother. A burger! You want I feel a like I'm going to say this is crazy. So here's what I'll do. You have the bag, and I can put it in the bag in 42 seconds. Hold on, 10, 10 seconds. We don't make the rules. You just enforce these ridiculous rules? Fortunately, we have to. I feel like I was being taken advantage of in a sense. Just as a customer coming in to get their food, it's felt like a power move. They already changed the policies overnight or whatever. Um, I didn't think that a Whopper, ordering a Whopper would really open my eyes up to net neutrality. The Whopper actually taught me about net neutrality. It's stupid, but true. Okay, so I thought that was a clever way of presenting net neutrality and a very simplistic way, but uh, effective. Um, the concern is that when you have a um, monopoly or when you have a near monopoly, sometimes you take liberties because even though you may tick off your customer, where can they go? They can't go anywhere else. You're the only you're the only provider for that service or product, and they have to come to you. So you can change the price to whatever you feel that you want to make. If you decide, if you had some bad losses someplace else, you can decide to make it up on uh, your current customers. One of the things that um, I have a problem with is currently you'll find uh, companies that um, offer deals to new customers because they want to bring in new customers but they forget completely about the customers that provided everything for them um, that made it possible for them to be in business and that's another subject altogether but it shows the mindset of companies that they're willing to, to ignore or tick off or um, do whatever to make money and assume that you're going to eventually forgive them and forget. So there are a couple of um, ideas that, or I'm going to say a couple, it, it has been proposed and um, um, Barack Obama did in his term classify internet service providers as a utility and then that was undone under the current administration so I want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of utility versus non-utility and I think that's the real net neutrality discussion is the internet a necessary part 
of our lives or has it reached that point or is it going to reach that point and if so do we put it in the hands of private industry or do we regulate it so that we can control how it's maintained so for the utility designation um, the FCC has planned uh, well okay according to a 2015 report uh, by the American Consumer Satisfaction Index 61% of US households have neither one or zero choices when it comes to high-speed broadband services that's across the country as it stands there's no incentive for the cable companies to not only expand far beyond the metropolitan areas where they are it doesn't make fiscal sense to go much further which is why 43 percent of rural California residents have no broadband access um, see so uh, against the utility designation well when Obama made the designation as a utility he didn't go most utilities are rate controlled and part of the classifying a, a service as a utility is the um, is the paperwork monitoring um, what Obama did was he proposed to reclassify that proposed the reclassification to a utility and imposed net neutrality only for the net neutrality rules basically saying ISPs cannot throttle give preferential treatment to certain applications and websites but left the aspect of that they can control their networks that their rates would be based on their own um, they would be able to set the rates for what they charged customers um, but the if the FCC or the, the government would be able to request from them that information stating that they weren't throttling making sure being able to check on them that they w didn't change or you know start uh, doing things that were unsavory as far as um, favoring particular content and you may have remembered a discussion where um, one ISP wanted to charge uh, Netflix more for faster speed so it's not that private industry wouldn't try that uh, phone companies uh, cell phone companies have tried to exclude certain apps from your data plan that is basically 
what net neutrality is against is that all abs so if a if a phone company or an isp has a uh, uh, content company that they're particularly behind and they want to be successful they may give you breaks they may change speeds they may uh, give you breaks on your data uh, so that they can excel uh, at the expense of other people and that's what um, net neutrality is really about it's about not allowing anyone to get a an advantage based on the ISP's ability to deliver content to you one example of, of what happened was um, the first internet browser was Netscape and it was a collaboration with students and research folks and it was a free browser You've, I don't think anybody's ever had to pay for a browser and there might have been a time when browsers were for sale but Microsoft being the dominant operating system on the desktop had a browser that they wanted to be successful so they gave it away with the operating system and because they had a near monopoly on the desktop they made it easier for you to use their browser and made it difficult for you to use any other browser which meant that their browser became more popular what internet's uh, net neutrality net neutrality believers is they don't want to see that occur again especially with network traffic they don't want someone to use their position as a internet service provider to make somebody else successful their partners somebody that's giving them money or um, helping them make more money and stopping others from being able to compete fairly so that's basically what net neutrality is uh, hopefully I have not stumbled over everything so much to the point of where it doesn't make sense but It takes you being active if you if you believe in net neutrality if you're a believer in net neutrality and you think um, that they all traffic should be treated created fair or treated fairly and created equal then um, there are things steps that you need to take not everyone believes that all traffic should be created equally they believe that some traffic should be given preferential treatment and these are not ISPs um, um, they believe that because the internet service providers built a network that they should be able to control the network any way that they see fit that they should be able to if if you're consuming a particular product that the company disagrees with and and, that, and that's one of the things that I think we do in this society is we hold companies responsible for controlling people's behavior so 
Um, some people are going to believe that they can put pressure on in the service providers to control the content that is being transferred across the internet. And again, what happens then is somebody picks winners and losers. Um, so you, so my, hopefully you have enough information to at least be interested in finding out more about how net neutrality is going to impact you. Um, you may decide to go back to school. You may decide to, and, and a lot of, I had a conversation recently with some friends and we talked about <clears throat> if information is available for me online, why would I go to college or why would I go to a school and have them pay me or pay, have me pay them to teach me what I could find out on the internet all by myself. The difficulty comes here is in a world where net neutrality does not exist. The local colleges could put pressure on internet service providers to make online learning sites more difficult. That way you won't be interested in using an online learning tool and that you'll go to the university and pay whatever fees they want from you in order for you to learn what it is you want to learn. So that's some of the concerns by people who believe in net neutrality. And that's, and that's why it's important. So at this point, I have to um, say I this there was so much information. There was there was so much information in putting this together. Um, there is offshoots of this, of of networks and high speed internet and and how it's delivered. Um, we didn't even talk about. I didn't even talk about. Um, competition and what competition does for the price of internet uh, one of the things and I'll mention this quickly and I'll be done it showed that AT&T well maybe I'll leave the names out one internet service provider charged a hundred dollars for a particular speed of internet They were the only ones that were able to deliver that speed of internet in that particular market, and that was and they charged a hundred bucks, hundred dollars. In another market similar to that one, same size, the company had competition, and for an internet uh, connection of that first market speed rather than a hundred dollars it was only seventy dollars and both companies charged about seventy dollars the competition brought the cost down because if the first company had charged what they charged in the previous market they would have been undercut but if they could have made it on the on the lower cost how do they justify 
charging the other market a hundred bucks. So much of internet delivery is one company and that is an additional concern with net neutrality which is one of the reasons and some people say well there's there's lots of competition um, but but the numbers don't bear that out so anyway that wraps up things for today to next week I as I mentioned I have I went to the um, uh, community event it was it was an eye-opening experience it's kind of I kind of understood what I expected but um, things probably nothing there that's gonna you know no no super out of the way things happened it was just you know people talking about their concerns um, but it being the first first one that I'd been to I, it was really it was really great to see people participating and how um, um, how much they cared about their community and, and that's always good to see Sue anyway as uh, as I wrap up this week I want to remind you that the goal of the podcast is to be ad supported and right now um, we're not large I'm not large enough to be ad supported so your subscriptions will help towards that please go to YouTube and subscribe make sure you like share try to help me build an audience if you believe things are going in a way that you enjoy them um, make sure you make comments start a discussion my podcast can be replayed this podcast can be replayed on YouTube and it's available on audio on Stitcher uh, podcast.com iTunes in the iTunes store uh, the Google Music Play store and other places go to the website um, for more information on how you can listen to the podcast make sure you like and share as always be cool be calm and above all be careful look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you <laughs>